0: alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
1: The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by Justified Cultures, Traction MXC Covers, and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we got none other than Dave Osterman. Dave, how's it going?
2: Good, good.
1: Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. It's a pleasure to have you on, on my friend, uh, long time fan of your work and uh, you're a man of many hats uh, even in the, the small amount of time that I've been covering the sport. Uh, before we get into uh, what's what's new and exciting in Dave Osterman's role as well as uh, the, 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 your career uh, in in two-wheel motorsports, sports, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the reason why we got on this phone call to begin with was uh, some chatter back and forth on Twitter and some disagreement and some fans and, uh, and media people alike. Um, your thoughts on this last week Race in uh, in in New Jersey East Rutherford rather and um, yeah the Marvin Marvin Muskan, uh they call it team tactics call it uh, helping out a friend call it whatever you want uh, Ryan Denji won the race this weekend and uh, Marvin can might have had a little bit of something to do with it most people not a, not a big fan
2: well I mean in my career I was in the photo for the let rock buy thing I was a couple feet away from Keith McCarty we're on the same team um you know it's an individual sport but it's also a team sport you know it, it's Red Bull KTM it's factory Yamaha you got Reed and Webb you got Bunchy and Muscan and and company and 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 then you got even Millsaps and Bat. I mean sorts you know the mothership as i call it uh yeah you know is is the mothership and i think the mothership every program has a mothership in all motorsports and and the beauty of the mothership is that outside of a Thor or a Fox or any of those, you know, that's that's a different deal. Even a Red Bull and a Monster is a different deal than the mothership. The mothership is the horse you ride. It's the parts. It's what you practice on. I mean, uh, you know, look at Roxanne or a Tomac. They're a Red Bull, a uh, uh, Monster or a I mean, you know, they all have those sponsors, whether it's a liquid situation or not, like a drink. But still, the machinery is the bucking bronco you know it's the the car the ferrari it's it's the toyota it's it's the honda it's it's the power plant so that's the that's you know that's the ball the quarterback is actually throwing you know what i mean right i don't think i don't oh, even know sure. that nike makes football so at the end of the day <laughs>
0: the,
2: the mothership is almighty and uh um they usually have first rider right refusal on everything and i mean everything you know as much as as, as much of Red Bull uh, buys into KTM or Monster buys into Kawasaki. Kawasaki still has most of the say-so to allow anything to happen, regardless of what their contractual uh, stuff says or tries to say. You know what I mean? It's just a a give and take. Yeah, so, um, and I got the utmost respect for Dungy. Marvin Muskan, like Dungy, is the nicest of guys. Um, And, uh I was acquainted with both of those guys from my uh, uh time in the sport and and uh but just like with Glover and Hannah years ago, um you know I read all this stuff with the fans, and now that I'm a fan myself it's it's you know it's a funny thing I understand i've got I read some things that were pretty nasty, like like God, you industry guys have no morals and and uh you know I, I mean who knows what the guy that wrote that comment does Monday through Friday, but at the end of the day, everybody has an opinion. We've all heard that saying. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, Eli's a great athlete and a racer. So is Dunn. So is Moose And In the modern times, from my day with Hannah and Glover, it's an exact repeat of what went on. Uh, You know, Roger can really say what he wants and everybody involved. These things happen usually behind the scenes a long time ago. And you know what? Really, Really, it almost doesn't even need to be said at all. Because Ryan put himself in a position, even though Eli's... A uh, stormtrooper through all these races, and he was clearly the guy to beat. After Kenny got injured, and, and yeah. Dungey then took the the baton, so to speak, and 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 kind of woke up his side of things, you know. Um, um, and then Eli came to life, you know. It made the series exciting instead of a, a just a, a flat tire, so to speak. And it was exciting to see. But but Ryan still won with with uh, New Jersey three races now, and you know he was still in second. And, and look, Marvin had that one in the bag. We've been seeing it week in, week out. He's been getting better. I think he'll be a, a definite, even more of a threat next year. Um, as I personally believe, Dungy's going to probably step down. As I, I think he's earned that right with a great career, a legendary career in his own right. But yep. um, it is what it is. It's common sense. You know, you can, for me, it's not debatable. I read a great thing that David Billiman said on, on Mathis' uh, deal on, on Pulp MX. And I like what what David said, because I think my view is similar to his, though he was a little bit uh, a, a little less definite than me. And I you know, I don't want to say team tactics. I don't even want to use that. But I think Marvin did what Marvin had to do, and Marvin did what was in the best interest of the team and not for himself, because on the front of the jersey, outside of saying Thor or Fox or whoever their clothing is, it says Red Bull KTM, and that's all important, and I think that always comes first. You know what I mean? It's like you oh, know, every sure. time I hired a mechanic, I would shake the guy's hand, and I'd say, look, after hours at the hotel, if you're at happy hour swinging from the chandelier, you remember, you represent this team, whether it's Pro Circuit, Yamaha, Troy, or factory Honda, you represent this team, whether you got a hat and a shirt on or not, so I never said, "Oh, hey, you represent Fox, or you represent Thor, or you re- re- represent, you know, answer products." No, I said, "You represent Factory Honda, you represent Yamaha, you're, you know, you know." So, and, and I was young and dumb myself years ago. You know, you grow up in the sport, and and, and 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 now I'm an old fart. But but you know, so you mature with age. And I think I think for me, I understand what a lot of the fans are thinking, the diehards, you know. But but. I don't care whether it's Formula One or or, or anything. You know, motocross, like Villeman said in the pulp thing, which is so true, if we take all the fans' attitudes, then when you see Red Bull KTM, it should just be, say, Ryan Dudgy. When you see factory Honda, it, there'd be no Cole Sealy. It would be Kenny Roxon, or, or Yamaha would be either Chad Reed or, or Cooper Webb. There'd only be one. No, it's a team. It's a team. You know, when Chad finds something that works and lowers his lap time, you know they're going to throw it at Cooper Webb. It's common sense. Or with Dungey and Moosecant or vice versa. I mean, look at KTM. They broke the ice. Uh, they capitalized on Villapoto's training with, with Alden Baker, and now they got everybody on, on on an Austrian something is down there. They even got Zach Osborne down there because KTM yep. is married to Husqvarna. They're one and the same. So, And, and look at how Zach's improved. So, I mean, it's. You know, it's 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 as individual as it is a team sport when when the title is on the line, and you know when the dust oh,
1: clears,
2: it's it's uh, you know when the dust clears, sure Red Bull's still happy, Fox is still happy, you know all the players are still happy, but you know a lot of the public has never been on this side. Um, you know, I've been on every side. I've run a business. I've I, I, I've been a mechanic. I was a racer, but. To actually wear so many hats, I have so many opinions, I can kind of understand it. Um, You know, I can kind of understand when the fans hate on James Stewart, but then I don't understand it because I've been standing a foot away from that guy, watching him go through a turn and think, that's that's not humanly possible that he just rode through that turn that fast and didn't fall. Because most mortals would have fell. You know, so I I have... You know, I may not like that guy on a given day if if he's bulldogging my guy or my teammate, but at the end of the day, you know, he's a legendary guy and he changed the sport. And I think Dungy, just like McGrath, has changed just like Stewart or Reed. They've changed the sport for the young kids coming up. So for these guys to say, "All oh, you industry guys have no morals or, or this is corrupt or, you know, this is, this is fixing races. No, when a boxer gets in a ring with another boxer – it's one-on-one. He has his entourage behind him, but it's pretty one-on-one. If the guy takes a dive, like you always hear in in championship boxing, I I grew up watching (laughs) that with my father, you know, it's all suspect. It's not so much a team sport. But, but, um, you know, my kid watches Ultimate Fighter, and even though that's an individual thing, they still have those teams they separate into, and they pick the guy that's best for the job, or they help each other. So, you know, during the week, Anderson's dog and Dungy and Dungy's dog and Anderson and Mooscan. And they're, they're all making everybody better. Just like O'Mara and Bailey used to run together. And on any given day they would push each other. Right. But then when it was race day, Saturday night or an outdoor on Sunday, which is now on Saturdays, you know, if either guy was going for a title, it's just, it's not dirty pool. It's just, it, you know, it's who pays the bills. I mean, it's who pays the bills and the mothership. Pays the bills the biggest, right? And, and I'll
1: ask you this: Like um, Marvin Muskan signed a, a two-year deal earlier that day, un, totally yeah. unbeknownst as how everything was going to shake out. Uh, and I can't imagine that there wouldn't be at least a little bit of a like. Say, say Ryan uh, uh, Marvin go goes, goes ahead and wins that that main event, and.
2: I know what I know where you're going with this. All I got to say from my factory Yamaha days, when the Hannah Glover thing with Danny Laporte went down, the crew itself, we were talking about it amongst ourselves in the box vans in the parking lot, uh, a few weeks prior to management actually saying something.
3: Right. You know,
2: but then watching it actually unfold, you know, you 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 can script a script with movie actors, and we all like movies, right, and TV shows, but. In racing, you can't always script that. Even on TV, you saw Marvin. Marvin looked back half a dozen times prior to when it happened because, you know, look, uh, Marvin had the speed, and he had the whatever between his ears that night to go that speed. So he was kind of towing Dungy along, so to speak, and and as, as good as Ryan was doing, he was in second place. You know, Marvin was looking back like, "Come on already, come on already." But the track was tough, and and you know, I, I think, you know, just like Bob Hanna demanded a, a hundred years ago in my generation, that that uh, I I think, you know, somebody needs to get out the pen in Marvin's direction because even the way the points worked out, Marvin could have still crossed that line, you know. And then if Marvin did cross that line and Dunge got second. Everybody would still be talking smack on Marvin that he should have done this and he should have done that and he's not a team player. So and and I got to tell you in my career I've seen those things. I've seen those yeah. things. And and in every generation there's something but I got to say I really haven't seen anything like it uh since you know the Hannah Glover Laporte situation till now. But again, uh it happened and and I think a lot of people are making too much out of it because uh, Dungy Dungy earned the right to be in that position, and Marvin wasn't in championship contention per se, and I got to tell you, that's what you do. Likewise, again, Millsaps and Baggett, they're on orange bikes as well. The mothership supports them, and, you know, I I mean, that whole team, they're a factory-supported effort from KTM. I mean, Davey and Blake... You can't even get any better than that than if they were on the red... You know, all the engines are are similar. It's all done in-house, right down to the suspension. I mean, KTM has uh, stepped up, and they're really controlling everything like they do with with Troy Lee. So it's really really a a top-notch deal, you know?
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, like Geico. When I was factory Honda with Chad Reed, it was a pleasure being there, and even though Geico has their own engine department and their own development guys. And I know all those guys pretty well. Um, You know, Honda still gave them a lot of uh, direction and effort and, 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 and and special this and special that um, to help their effort. Uh, You know, it's just the icing on the cake to the program you build on your own. And, and uh, um, so, yeah, I I think for me, it's not a big deal. I think, I think, uh, you know, Eli's got a, Try to make it happen. Uh, you know, I have I, seen Eli come up. You know, I'm a mountain bike guy. I'm a pretty avid rider. I just had hip replacement, but I his dad's a gnarly guy. I I rode bicycles with his dad a hundred years ago with one of his buddies. Uh, there was a brother of a buddy I grew up with in high school, and uh, okay. we went on a ride. John Tomac was a hero then, before he was even really a superhero. You know, then in, in years after he was he became what he became and. And and they're quite a a strong situation in their own right. And and I personally, I think in the outdoors, I think Eli, I think that's really his strong point, Supercross this year. I think he came into his own, uh, reminiscent of when he was on a a 250F. And, uh, you know, I had the pleasure a few years ago when he was on the factory Honda. And I haven't seen anybody at Hangtown do what he did. I mean, that was an amazing day. It was really a... You know, in my career, I've been around so many generations of guys from the top Euros to the top Americans. And and you can name the best, and I've really been around them if I haven't even been right with them. And uh, um, when I saw Eli that day, like like we all did at Hangtown a a couple years back on the Honda, I mean, that was one for the ages. That was like a Stewart or a Carmichael when they have those. It was just a magic race where, you know, he was phenomenal, just like Salt Lake City like Salt Lake yeah, City, right except next. it was, the right yeah, except, yeah, except it was an outdoor, it was unbelievable, so I think, you know, I got a lot of respect for these guys, because people don't really know how hard it is, but even at your local race, or going to the bowling alley to, pour, to, to bowl a strike, you know, <laughs> it's hard to do, to win a local race is hard to do, or, or, or win a spelling bee, you know, it's hard to win at anything, and I think the people that win, and do it regular, you know, in a regular situation, and, put the effort into it and these guys nowadays the training they do is insane and the bikes are the bikes are unbelievably powerful uh four strokes you know i'm still a two-stroke lover but the four strokes are just a torquey powerful situation and god forbid the rider feels something they drop like rocks you can't just pull the clutch in and roll to the side like you could on a two-stroke and i gotta tell you in the modern four-stroke situation of these last bunch of years People have never been to the ER so much is is with four strokes because there's just there's just more in the engine going on. So I mean these these riders are really pushing the envelope and and look the tracks don't even hold up to those things and and uh, so it's pretty incredible to watch the Elies and and the Dungey you know Dungey to me is just a modern Brock Glover they're he, they're textbook overlapping you know they just do right. enough to get it done they're stylish but they're not. You know they're not they're not running the foot pegs along the fence like Daryl Schultz used to do, and and uh, in the old days, you know, seeing uh, Bailey and Glover race each other, those were two guys that were exacting, just like Dungey. So, um, so so I think, you know, I I think uh, last week from from seeing Salt Lake before, I really didn't think it was going to go that way. I remember, especially the first few laps. Eli really teamed on it. But one, one mistake turned into a half a dozen mistakes. And, you know, the hardest part of any sport, amateur or professional, is what's between a guy's ears. You could do the most sit-ups. You could, you could live the most weight. You can have the, the most horsepower. And and a lot of it's psychological. You know, you go there with the right gear. How, how many times have we done that? You show up at a party with the prettiest girl and everybody's freaked out. Or you show up with the, the highest truck in high school or the coolest the coolest situation or you're in a band it's, it's so many things are psychological you know at ktm 100 years ago i was under the tent with grant langston and ryan hughes both going for the championship on 125 two strokes talk about two completely different riders one guy was a destroyer and a fitness nut and the other guy was the quintessential cool guy that was so smooth but he was an animal in his own right and watching that week and week out it was crazy under the tent, you know, and, 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 but they were both going for the title, uh, and they were wearing the same hat and shirt. So, I mean, um, yeah, I've seen it on so many different situations. I, I still believe there was nothing wrong here. I think, I think, uh, I think Marvin deserves a, a huge uh, a debt of gratitude from, from the mothership. Uh, likewise Ryan Dungey and I think they're pals off the track anyway. But but uh I see nothing wrong.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And and do you do you imagine that uh Marvin Muscan is receiving a win bonus for his second place position?
2: Oh I don't know. I don't personally know the accounting lady at it uh K T M, but you know I, I know Bob Hanna uh years ago demanded what he demanded and and uh I'd like to think Yamaha took care of him because, you know, these are emotional things and these guys are high strung and they put so much into it. And, and, uh, you know, Bob was great pals with Danny LaPorte. He didn't really was so hot for Brock and, and, uh, um, you know, and at the end of the day they were young. Um, and I, I, you know, obviously Ryan's got a few years on Marvin, but again, in the modern times of internet, cell phone and everything, as opposed to my day, when you just had cycle news, per se, um, we still had plenty of haters. So I get it, but I don't. You know, when I used to stand with Chad Reed on the outside, like like uh, an outside security guy or holding the umbrella or just being the outside marshal, so to speak, uh, with his inside guy, Joel Bueller, running the inside line, because a guy like Chad or Dungy, they have such huge lines, I'd hear some of the haters. And some of the haters would even come up to the – Right up to our awning and say some of the worst things, you know. And I'm not a big guy; I'm not going to pop these guys in the nose. But on some occasions, I'd turn around to these guys that would even have a hat and shirt saying Chad Reed sucks, and I'd I'd say, "Wow, that's a pretty brazen thing." And these guys would look at me, and they wouldn't really attack me. And I and I would say something like, "Hey, do you know him? Have you ever have you ever said hi to him? Have you ever shook his hand? Have you ever, you know, how many injuries he has, or you know what you know what it took him." To get to this level, you know how much he suffered to get to this level. You know, I mean Ryan Dungey just didn't hatch himself. Marvin didn't hatch himself. Look at what look at what Ken Roxon's going through right now. I mean, with his arm. I mean, it's it's insane what some of these guys go through. Or Trey Kennard, that poor guy. He's the nicest guy on the starting line. He keeps beating himself up, getting back, beating himself up, getting back. He's like he's like Ben Townley, and and they're all great guys in their street clothes. You know they just have that desire and uh, a lot more balls and say, I, I do. And it's incredible the things they do, you know, and being around those guys it, like in any other sport, it's just uh, guys at this level, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Olympians, anything being at the top of your game is, is just that. But again, I still, I have the highest regard for Marvin and, and Dungeon and, and the KTM organization. I mean, they're, a, they're a tight outfit. I know a lot of the guys there, but, this isn't a tainted thing to me, and I think anybody that thinks that way—obviously, it's my opinion—but I think it's the wrong opinion.
1: Oh, I, I totally agree. And and for for uh, for anyone who wants to argue with me on that one, I give them uh, the example of the uh, the Tour de France. And uh, you're you're an avid cyclist; you uh, probably know more than probably better than I do the fact that. Uh, the how you win those stages is that, as yep. a team, those guys will yep. help the your strongest athlete pull through the pack and eventually let that one guy go for a sprint but nobody in the cycling industry is ever like oh what, what a bunch of sandbaggers those guys that, that pulled the head, their teammate along until, so yeah. that he could win like that guy didn't yeah. do it on his own he doesn't deserve to win that happens every that's how, that's how cycling is won and in yeah. case, that case that's why that, that, that's why KTM employs uh, free riders because in, in yeah. the case of something like this that they, they can uh, ensure that uh, that mothership takes the championship yeah. home and and uh, barring some sort of disaster, in one week's time, I think that mothership will have uh, yet another championship, making it three in a
2: row. Oh, exactly. look, and I'll I tell you something. To me, I say this to a lot of guys. Look, this isn't a fight you can win. This isn't an argument you can win. You know, we're industry guys. I mean, I'm not anymore, but we're industry guys. You put your opinion out there. Look, I've walked in, in Millville. I always used to walk down the starting line sometimes from the tower on the inside near the gate, so I'd walk right by the crowd. And walking down there, you feel like you feel like you know a lead singer of a band because when you're looking out over the snow fence uh, parallel to the starting line, there's just a million people. And you walk down there, and someone would yell uh, profanity against, like when I was with Tutu against Chad. And one day I was uh, that happened, and I stopped. And I looked out in the crowd, and I kind of gestured with both my hands, like, really? I yelled, really? Because I couldn't really tell where it was coming from, you know? And it's just then I just kept walking, because all of a sudden, whoever said it got quiet, (coughs) and a bunch of people around that uh, person were heckling as I heard things, you know? And I just kept walking, you know, because you can't right all the wrongs, you know, uh you can't make all the fans happy. You know, the the hardest thing is when a guy's waiting in a line and, and you have to tell him, Hey, he's gotta go get ready for the next race or he's gotta eat lunch and I'm sorry and the guy's like, Dude, I've been here with my little kid for two and a half hours and I'm the bad guy. But you know, those things happen and you have to deal with it and you, you learn to suck it up and walk away and all of a sudden sometimes the profanities come out and uh you know, but it's it's sport and and uh that's why I'm sure even you go to the races, you know, they limit public time with, with the with the athletes in any ball and bat sports or any motorsport. It's it's uh you know, there's a limited window, you know. And and uh but again, I don't see anything wrong, just my opinion. Um, you know, I don't think Roger DeCoster is a creep, I don't think Pitt is a creep, but I just think that you know, and I don't expect them, you know, people write in and say, Well, how come Marvin Dungy were so wishy-washy in the press conference, or, or Roger was so politically correct. You know, look, they're not going to get up there and say, it's nobody's business. But it's, look, you know, we got two Ferraris up front. One guy's not exactly up in the points. The other guy is. As long as he's not blocking for the other guy, you know, Marvin did what Marvin did. All of a sudden, he forgot how to turn. You know, I mean, <laughs> come on. It, uh, it was it was as obvious as when Bob Hanna did it, and uh, because again, you know, it's it's like in a relay race. You know, you see the runner take off a little bit, and he's looking back, looking back, looking back as he's trying to accelerate. You know, look, Marvin was racing forward. All of a sudden, he was worrying about that. And, and Frankie, the mechanic, it wasn't Frankie's decision, but Frankie wrote that on the board, just like Frankie writes. Marvin's lap times or his position, or even tells Marvin to think, flow, or to breathe. You know, a lot of these guys don't even breathe when they're dogging a guy. So at the end of the day, again, my my vote is is that it was legit. And you've even probably read yourself that some people are posting things about the rule book and this and that. But all that's that's just, to me... You know the the AMA rule book is a rubber rule book anyway. I think you can play tennis yep. with it actually or throw it around with Most your dog. Likely. And yep. and uh um it's and in pencil. Well, you can get me going on that on another I'll talk to your ear off on all that. Um <laughs> well the AMA rule book and the, and the people with it it's it's just a situation you love to hate and uh and they've got a tough job to do. But again, Uh, rules are rules and and why have a rule book if you always don't follow the rules and how come other motorsports that are just as more technical than us by leaps and bounds how come they actually have a book of standards and rules and it's not up to just one guy that that could have a bad hair day or a bad stomach ache or fight with his wife or have a bad flight or maybe not like that guy you
1: know or a full-time job that he has to worry about
2: well yeah i mean to have one look but but now we're getting off subject. But at the end of the day, like I said, that's a whole other thing, and and yeah. it seems to never fix itself. But again, you know, I had my favorite for winning the title, and um, I wanted to see that through. But again, I've got a lot of respect for Ryan Dungey and Marvin, and uh, um, you know, my actual uh, situation. You know, Brian Crams, Eli's mechanic, uh, was one of my mechanics at Yamaha Troy, and I actually shed a tear when he left because I couldn't afford him anymore. Um, We've remained friendly. Um, My family knows him. I've ridden mountain bikes with him off season. He comes up because he used to live where I live, and he's a great guy, and I really wanted the Cowie guys to win. My 2-2 motor guy, Dean Gibson, is over at Cowie doing Eli's motors, and I just wanted them to win. I mean, KTM's won plenty, um, but but again, you know, if Ryan retires, I think it's a it, it, it's icing on the cake for him to win. But but I mean, for me, I was I was rooting for Eli a little bit because I I just yeah. thought that you know maybe the kid needs to get one. Ryan's had three. I think it would be good for the title sponsor of the series, Monster, to you know. Let's face it. I mean, come on. When when RV stepped down, there was a big void to fill there, and they. There was it was like a vacuum, you know. RV was just a legendary. He was just a machine, and 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 who didn't love watching him? And and uh, yeah. So you know, Eli's got to come into that fold. You know, they took on McGrath as, as, as the ambassador. And again, I'm friendly with all the Cowie guys, and I, and and I think they deserved to win. Look, a lot of the teams deserve to win, you know. And and you know, when the riders get on the podium, they go, "Hey, we're working really hard, and we're doing this, you know." All the top teams. I mean, even JGR just has the worst luck, but they're all working really hard. They've all got great guys. I mean, you'd be flattered to work with any of those guys in any of the hats and shirts because they're all they're all a bunch of good guys. And uh, with their shirts on and their shirts off, you know, everybody wants everybody wants to winning's the best feeling in the world. You know, I mean, sure, family's good, dog, and you know, you, you know. Good, good relationship, but I gotta tell you, man. Outside of a great relationship with the girl or the wife or something like that, I mean, winning is just the best, the best thing. Like a two-two, I always walked around with a little bit of a, a step because I always knew Chad still could do it, and every now and then he would, and it was just the best feeling in the world, you know. And, uh, and other guy when I was with Pro Circuit with Tedesco when the four stroke first came to be every time I was in the first turn and I'd clap for Ivan part of me felt like a jerk clapping in the first turn I'm sure Ivan probably didn't even pay attention to that but you know what Ivan was such a badass and our bikes were so good and just the whole the whole setup with PC then was so badass every week i flew in you can ask my wife i knew standing in the first turn ivan was just gonna i knew i i knew he was gonna win you know you just had that that sense about it and and you know most of the time he did but but at the end of the day again you know this will blow over and ktm will run the ads and and you know ktm's done a great job um and and i think uh you know as they say they're the fifth dragon and now you got now you got uh husky there too so there's 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 several players now that that are quite good you know i mean uh
1: yeah, there's there's now there's five dragons and one's got two heads. <laughs> when it comes to uh, uh, the the Austrian brands, uh, the two of them uh, kind of matchy matchy as far as yeah. how they, they construct their motorcycles. Yeah. But uh, it, it, I, get, getting back to the Eli uh, point of things, um, honestly, and this is something that I kind of brought up even a month ago when he started rattling off those wins. Um, we might come. I thought I said at that time we might come down to a point where uh, if things go sideways for Eli at the end of this series which they, they clearly have, uh, it'll it'll seem like he blew it at the very end. When in all reality, it's very much like when your favorite sports team doesn't quite uh, make it into the playoffs on that last game of the season. But really, they they, they didn't win. the. He, he did his poorest at the beginning. Like, well, no, that's a, that's a great win. point. No, that's
2: you know a great mean? point. He's I said already lost. Other, well, I said yeah. that the other day. Look, in the off season, the most important thing, when the outdoors is over and you chill for a bit, you know for the team themselves, there's barely any chilling. you know you hear these guys no. go hunting or like Chad would go to Australia to wind down but but the teams the teams just go like like those those oil rigs you see that just pump all the time. in other words, Anaheim One is the real thing you know it's even bigger than the start of the outdoors because really, when the outdoors start, you barely have time to wind down from the indoors you know you know what I mean it's like and, and it, don't get me wrong, the outdoors is a great championship and a big thing, but it's it's the real the biggest thing in in in, in, in at least the U.S. as far as dirt bikes goes is Supercross. Let's just face yep. it, and and yep, and yep. Uh, um, that's just what it is. And and uh, you know, as much as I love the outdoors, it's just Supercross just kills it. And uh, it's clean. The airports are easy. The races are easy. Um, you know, you don't need a the, – the spectators don't need a shower at the end of it. So, in other words, um, when you go into Anaheim 1, it is a big deal. The bikes, the graphics, the, the team uniforms, the awnings, the trucks. I mean, it's, it's such – you're on such a high for that. So, for the athlete, it's a big freaking deal. And you're right. You know, you can – you've heard it said a bunch of times – You know, you can't win the series the first race, but you can certainly lose it. And,
1: you know, Eli
2: got off to a slow start. You know, Kenny killed it. Kenny got seriously hurt. Um, Dunge was just, as they call him, the diesel. He just did what he had to do and he maintained it all the way through. And, you know, sure, he only won three races and Tomac won most of the races. It doesn't matter. You got to be there at the end. So you kinda gotta be there at the beginning to be there at the end, you know? But it's it, it just always you know, and I've been in situations where you're leading the series and the guy gets hurt or this or that. It's 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 devastating to the team and the athlete and the sponsors. It's just it's just like wow, you know, it's like uh, so I've lived all that. So I get it. I mean I mean and Eli's young. And I think, uh, you know, if Dungy retires um, like everybody thinks he will, you know, again, how much is he going to bring to the outdoors, um, you know, as opposed to what Eli brings? But, but again, I guess we'll see after Supercross what, what Dungy says because he's made it pretty clear he's going to do that. And I think Eli's got a long way to go. I think, you know, on the Honda when he hurt his shoulders, I mean, to come back from that, I, I, and as good as he is now, um, you know, I just had a hip replacement, so I can't even, I mean, I was joking with my wife the other day that that God, Eli had them both done at the same time. You know, I know a girl I can't racer. I imagine
1: that. I had my you, right you, shoulder done. That's not fun.
2: Well, you probably remember Sue Fish from my generation. Of course I've been not. friendly with, I've been friendly with her forever and she just had both her knees done and it was going great and everything was on the up and up. Then she had a staph infection. So it's like, and i feel bad for her now cuz I, I i can see the pain and and the pain i had from my hip i had a reaction to the pain meds and it was a nightmare for me for the like the first 7 days um and uh now now i'm starting to get better but but um it kind of changed my perspective on things cuz now now i'm like wow this really sucks you know and and <laughs> I mean, it's really this is miser- i'm miserable you know and 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 can't sleep, you can't eat, you're just you know and to see the pictures of Kenny with his arm is just it's just it's just oh my God, but you know the guy's so darn determined and, you know, and then you look at a guy like Dungey, like Glover again, and his career has been pretty safe, you know he's had yeah. minimal minimal hiccups, and i again, I just think uh you know it it doesn't say one thing about one guy or another, and let's face it, a lot of it's just lady luck a lot of the times. But, but, um, you know, again, I just, I just, I, uh, for me, there's no tainting of anything. I'm going to watch it next week on the TV. And however it turns out, it turns out they're both great champions for Eli to rally and do what he did, uh, to all of a sudden figure out the bike when the first few rounds, he just kind of seemed like nothing was gelling. And yet his main competitor was on it, you know, and then, and then the other main competitor got hurt too, you know, and then you think, God, who's going to step up next, you know, but uh, uh, level is supposed to be in a top five or a top 10 guy, you know, no disrespect to those guys, but you always kind of know who's going to be where, and if they have that breakout ride, that's great, I mean, uh, you know, Josh Grant the last couple weeks, I thought has been awesome. You know, I hope he keeps it going and brings it into the outdoors okay. because, you know, some of these guys have those things, you know, and 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 it, it may only take that one or two breakout situations to really I don't want to say wake the guy up, but you know, it kind of gives you that 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 lift in your step and that that confidence to to realize, you know, hey, I got this, you know, it's not all about him. I can I can uh I can make this happen, you know, and it could be the track, it could be, you know, it could be, again, what's between your ears, you know, on that given day, so it's, it's a, it's a hard deal, man. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're doing a commercial. We'll be right back.
3: Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live-what-you-love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Common, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffey, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don't justify cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at JustifiedCultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love.
1: What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of amigos. For extreme kids like us. Uh... These
2: That's what I call
1: fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball.
0: Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if why you're listening to Brad's Podcast, but I'll be back on soon.
2: Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show.
1: Hey guys, this is K Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K one speed too. Hey everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's dot acom right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, Even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungy, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Deiko Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told... Whose wheels are whose? They just build amazing products. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to W-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A dot com today. W-U-S-A. All things wheels. Hey, big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. Braksha MX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable. They're flashy. They're eye-catching. And they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics. You pick the ribs. You pick the, everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral brand. that it is and uh it, it's these decisions are not easy to be made and uh it definitely seems like this decision was made uh kind of almost Bit of a spur-of-the-moment thing, and uh, I think that um, not at all have the fans been uh, robbed of any type of uh, excitement going into Vegas. Uh, if, we, if, if you had to pull most fans leaving Anaheim 2, you would have figured all of them that, that this is going to be one of the most boring years in Supercross, but we've had multiple winners, we've had a uh, points, we've had guys po- tied for points, uh, we've had three different points uh, lead changes, uh, and, uh, and now Ryan Dungey uh, going into Vegas with uh, I believe it's a nine-point <clears throat> lead, and uh, he'd need uh, Eli Tomac would need to uh, to have something pretty special happen for him to win. But uh, like I said um, on a, on, a, on a different show last last week, that's why we raced these races. Uh, yeah, we could be talking we could be talking in one week's time about uh, Ryan Dungey breaking a chain on lap three of the race, and uh, and, and all this is 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 a moot point. It never like it. Not, never really factors in. But uh, these two guys have given us a great series to watch and uh, one can only wonder uh, what could have happened if that number 94 would have stayed in there but uh, that would that that's that's a whole different bed tracing question altogether um, before before we uh, move into uh, more uh, Dave Osterman uh, focused stuff I wanted to ask you about the uh, uh, the 250 main and Joey Savacci re-entering the track at, a, at an advantageous uh, location. He was docked five positions, and now he sits tied in second place, uh, only yep. three points back of uh, of Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith uh, inherits the points lead, even on a night when he didn't yep. win the race. Yep. Uh, but uh, now we've got one heck of a championship. Yep. Uh, and uh, th- like, as a fan. That is something really fun to watch because uh, it's literally going to come back down to that main event. What yeah. do you think about how that all shakes down and what now, we have to look well, forward two, to? Two things. Weekend?
2: First of all, I might – if I lose you on – I'm, I'm in a weird part of the freeway, so we'll just keep okay. talking. But if, it, if I go away, I didn't do it. It's just Mother Nature and, and uh, AT&T. California. So um, yeah, that's no one thing. The second thing, um I'm pretty critical of Sabachi because – you know, I I work for Mitch, and um, and he's gnarly, but he runs a tight ship. Every bit as good as a factory, um, hands down, bar none. I mean, he's he's set the standard. I think you look at the door on his semi, and and uh, you know they go through a lot of pizza there because they have victories for Pizza Monday, they call it. So they go through a lot of pizza, and uh, um, and, and in fact, I bet the pizza guy that he goes to all the time uh probably follows the races but at the end of the day um i'm a little critical of him because you know he trains at ricky's and that's a gnarly program every bit as much as alden's is and you know it's a top program there's 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 so there's there's a lot of top situations even beyond alden that helps guys like justin hill's got a good guy and you know all these guys it's like a suspension guy or even the girl you go out with. Whatever makes you happy is what you got to go with, and then when it's put to the test. You know, when, when Cinderella left Alden, it, 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 it's, it's nothing against Alden. Those things happen, whether it's with agents, mechanics, girlfriends, anything. So at the end of the day, but, but with Savachi, I don't know him, but when I watch, I'm pretty critical. You know, some guys can't handle the pressure, and even though they just passed that rule, I, I have a two-headed opinion on this new rule for the, for the 250 class to give these guys four years. A lot of these guys, their career would be over if they were moved to 450s. They wouldn't be any good, and that's no disrespect yeah. to those guys. But, you know, let's face it. In my day, you could specialize, whether it was Europe or here, you could be a 125, a 250, or a 500 guy, right? And a lot of the best right. 500 riders in the world were firstly 125 guys because a lot of the line choices are the same. You know, you got to just run it hard and run it long inside-outside. The 250 class was really when they mixed it up. That's why guys like Bell and Glover and, 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 <coughs> and Such and, 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 and Wardy, they were so good, Metastavich, on 500s because they came off of 125s. Well, now it's all four strokes. So I people are critical of Martin Davalos and Cunningham and some of these guys being lifers in the class. But you know what? I got red lights coming up. I hope that's not on me, but um that would be gnarly but but uh yeah, but anyway um the the situation is I think these guys a lot of times should uh you know whether they i don't believe in the pointing out thing or any of that stuff, but really, at the end of the day you when you look at Savachi it seems at the worst of times, he's throwing it away. And I'm like, my God, the guy is so good, and he's in the position he's in. But he's just, you know, there's always something happening. But it just shows you the edge he's on. I think he needs to get more comfortable with that edge or something so that doesn't always happen. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Yeah. And I don't he's know almost, how he uh, gets.
1: He's too fast for his own talent right now.
2: Well, yeah, it's like he's tripping over his shoelaces and I hate to he's a huge talent guy and when I work for a guy like that, he's not supposed to be doing that. When he when he crashed like he crashed, you know, and in and his bid on, on pulp M X, I don't he didn't know if it was illegal on the, in the rules to ride backwards through the whoops. It is because uh, that happened. And there was a docking of the situation because the same thing happened. You know, when the track is back to back and your adrenaline is up, it's like if I was to ask you right now, hey, if you were watching TV at night and and some thug broke into your house, what would you do? You know, if that happened, right away your adrenaline would go up. Who knows what your dog would be going if you even have a dog or a cat. In other words, yeah. you can't predict the future even if you had a gun on your lap. So. When a kid like Sabachi or any of these guys crash and their, 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 their adrenaline's up, their heartbeat's going a million, you know, um, you're, you're, you're somewhat disoriented, you're sweaty. Um, it's like if, you, if you've ever ridden a mountain bike up a hill or, or run up the hill and then you stop all of a sudden – it's just like, you know, uh, uh, on a dirt bike when you you power up the hill and then all of a sudden you stop and your radiator overflows. It's like everything spikes. So that was an unfortunate situation, and personally, I didn't pay enough attention to it on the TV, but, you know, right away, Tyler Keith did what he did on the TLD team. It was a, a protest lodge. Maybe Roger had him do it or Pitt Byer had her do it, or maybe Tyler saw it all on his own, but... You know, that's why they have rules in place, and they did what they did. I don't believe for a minute Savace did it on purpose. I don't even think he knew what the hell he was doing. He's an athlete. His heart was going a million. He he had that crash. All he's thinking about is the championship and getting up and moving forward and and maybe fixing the levers if he even did that. You know what I mean? So he may not have even had a sense of where he was. Um, You know, that's why some of these decisions – I think, need to be looked at not on the day, but the day or so after. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of instant replay. It shouldn't be some gunshot quick thing uh, where where one guy's in control of the light switch that can make the lights bright or turn them off entirely. So that's uh, I keep jumping back into the rule book thing. But no, Savace, look, (laughs) he earned the right to be where he is, but at the end of the day, I think it's it's a tragedy because I know how hard the team works but then again, I also have the view for the 250 class. I, I think it sucks they go so few races and get paid all that money. The 250 class has been a factory class for 20 years. The riders that have come out of it have been top guys, and I think if Martine wants to road to Supercross, gets you in there because I think certain guys. I don't want to name names, but. Jumping to the 450 as they have when they've been forced to do it has literally ruined their careers. It's hurt more guys and it's helped. Oh, it's sure if, it
1: has. If you, if you
2: ever statistically, I'm 100% right. Of course, a lot of people have bashed me and said, oh, well then shoot, Star Racing will only go to three guys and Mitch will go to three guys. They won't need two east and two west. Look, but that's not my problem. What my problem is, is that if, if Dave Osterman was a pro guy like Marty Dibalos and I really didn't have the the, the nuts to ride a 450. You know, Ivan Tedesco was a great 250 rider, but when he jumped to the 450 class, it kind of ruined him. And I I love Ivan Tedesco. I mean, I went to his wedding. I, I love his wife, and he's a great guy. I loved working for him, but certain guys, you know, Ivan should have been able to jump up, and if it wasn't gelling with him, he should have been able to go back down. I don't, I, you know, moving it, look, NASCAR has two premier series. They have the NASCAR series and the Bush series, and they both series. You know, uh, to, to still keep the uh, 250 class in an east-west thing, I think, is a fallacy. It's a dinosaur deal. When Davy Coombs Sr., the, the, and I loved him, I knew him uh, when Davy was just a kid and and I knew his dad pretty good and 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 we were acquainted and and when he came up with that that was brilliant I thought it was brilliant because it helped people all over the country but guess what it far outlived its usefulness just like the speed limit on the freeway I'm on now it's 70 it used to be 55 you know things changed and I think some of these some of these situations seem too incestuous and they just need to change and modernize and and I think uh, it's a factory class. And I think for you being a young fan, you can look back 15 years and you know I'm right. Whether it was the two strokes or four strokes, it just, I mean, Geico, Pro Circuit, KTM, I mean, Star. It's the best that factories can put out there within the rule book. You know what I mean? And and these yeah. guys get pay, paid a lot of money for, for half a series. I'd like, you know, when I worked for Chad Reed, the one thing I said to everybody, because I was a 250 guy uh, manager for a long time, and it's like when I was in the 450 class, I realized, wow, these guys can't even catch a cold because they're going 17 races. You know what I mean? The 250 guys, you know, they either get the beginning off or the summer off, and, and, and it's, you know, it's almost, look at Bogle now. As fast as he was on a 250, he looks great on a 450, but he's killing himself. He's literally yeah, killing himself quite and he he doesn't opinion quite have him. that yeah, they didn't look, let him develop. Yeah, he may get it, he may not get it. I don't want to see the poor kid kill himself. I, I you know, I don't really know him, but I know of him, and what I see all the time is he's up there and he can't make it stick, and and that kills me. And sure, maybe he'll get that in time. Maybe he won't, but I don't want to see the guy severely hurt himself. Um, if, if Justin wanted to drop back down to the 250 class, even though he was a champion, you know, if a European guy comes here like Langston or Muskan or, or even Roxen, even as a world champion, if they have no supercross experience per se, I think they can be allowed in the class one time. But even if they don't win the class, they're out of it. That's the only time I think you boot a guy out. Because when, when, when you get into the 250 class, you know you're really coming up from amateurs, you know uh you know when Langston got in the class um, as the rules were written, it was almost easy pickings. you know he still raced hard and 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 he earned what he earned but i think I think it was a kind of a lopsided situation and 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 people were allowed to take advantage of it and and it's like so sometimes it helps some sometimes it hurts some, but I think Again, for guys like Savacci, I think and Osborne and all them, I think, I think that they got a gift getting to stay in it for another year. Um, uh, but again, I'd like to see, I'd like to see a salary cap in that class. I'd like to see a, a 17 race series in that class. You know, the 250 class to me really, really, really holds its own in the outdoors because then the guys go, they're all together, 12 rounds, all the guys get to, know, all the guys are banging bars with each other like the 450s. And and yeah. sometimes it's the better racing. Oh, you know?
1: absolutely. We we have so, always we've seen year after year whether it's a regional series or not. Uh, the the two fifty class or the one twenty five class is, has always been uh, a, a great show. If not as good, if not even better than the uh, than, than the premier show. And I, I think you're totally right. There's a lot of guys who uh, they just. They, they just ride the small bike better. It just, it's something about it. They, they just, it works to their body
2: better. Uh, you know, and then, don't, and then, and yeah. then you look again to finish up with Sabachi, not to sound like a know-it-all, but he's obviously <laughs> strong. He's obviously fit. He, he, he's a strong, he's like a bull rider. You know, he's like Barnett to me, uh, from my era when you really look at him. But then you got to look at him during the week and say, okay, I got a piece of paper here, a pro, col- pro column and a con column. My bike is great. My fitness is great. I look good. I dress good. My shit's tight. What are my flaws? Gee, I crash all the time. How do you fix that? You know, do you fix it just by doing a bazillion laps at it, it Ricky's, or do you you really work on that? You know, I remember when, when Stefan Roncada was on Pro Circuit, we would go out to the supercross track, we'd be testing tires with Bridgestone at the time, and the other guys were doing laps, and Stefan would sit a few feet away from the box van doing figure eights. Figure eights. For like
1: just just just, just to just, work just, on cornering. Just
2: what I'm saying. If you were to hop on your bicycle or a dirt bike in your driveway and do some figure eights, that's what Stefan would do. And then and, and then he might throw down some laughs, or then he'd say, you know, blah, 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 okay, take that off. And and I, I was enamored with that because, again, everybody's different. Everybody needs – some guys need to do – you know, some guys go out, as you've seen, to win practice on a Supercross or an outdoor. Chad would never do that. Chad would always would, – would be fifth, sixth, eighth. He would never win practice, where – You get some of these other guys that they would be the fastest guy out there, but then in the race, it might be Reed that wins. You know what I mean? Everybody's a little different, so you can't get easily frustrated by that. You know what I mean? So that's why uh, the beauty of being on a team is you learn. You know, like Roger and the mechanics, they they see how Marvin is, they see how Dungey is, they see how Tomac is, they see you know everybody gets to know everybody, so to speak. You know, some guys are better practicers than they are racers, and some guys are better racers than they are practicers, and I just quoted that from Ryan Hughes said that years ago, because it's true. Some guys, when there's no pressure, are unbelievable during the week. You know, because I, I will tell you this. When you go to any of the Supercross tracks or you go to Glen Helen on a Thursday, you know what, buddy? They all look freaking good.
1: They oh, yeah. all look
2: good. You know why? They all they're fly. Profes- Yeah, they're professional riders. They they all look, I used to leave Glen Helen on a Thursday when everybody's there before the outdoors or even at the Supercross tracks. You know, you see James up on the hill and, and you could hear the bikes. You know what I mean? So you knew these guys were on it. But then there's there's guys that, again, they're, they're throwing down starts. And, and I don't want to name names, but then during the, you know, Saturday night, they'd suck. They'd suck. And you're like, wait a minute, you know and 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 you know then you you search your memory banks and you you kind of hear what Ryan Hughes said years ago is a trainer for some guys, and it kind of makes sense. he's not disrespecting anybody, but he can look a guy in the eyes and go, "Hey, buddy, you know you're better Monday through Friday than you are Saturday. We gotta fix that, we gotta fix that, you
1: know, yeah." Saturday has got to be your best day, regardless of uh, what your program is. And uh, yeah, some guys just straight up don't have that speed. uh, That's the hardest thing. Saturday, the fans, the fans go
2: there. The fans go there. They 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 could have a bad day at work. They get they could have a fight with their chick. They could have a bad whatever their dog could have bit them. They could step on a nail. But if you're a crew guy, you could have too much to drink the night before, or the dinner didn't agree with you. Once I got food poisoning when we went to I forget what race we were at. Um, I think it was an outdoor, uh, and alien and Chad were there. I was the manager. I was a little embarrassed, but I had food poisoning. I thought I was going to die in my hotel room. Nobody else on the team got it but me. I was laid up for God for, from Thursday or Friday on. I was barely able to fly home. The girls at the hotel were getting me medicine from the pharmacy down the street, um, But 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 Chad or Dungy or any of these guys when they fly in, you've heard the stories where, uh, oh hey Wilson didn't ride all week he had the flu all week and it's legit. But then when Dino he still flies in he's got to get on that horse and he's got to ride to the best of his abilities. You know unless he unless he broke his finger or his hand or something like that during the week or sprained an ankle they got to show up. You know they got to try to get some points so. that's Jason, Anderson, Jason Anderson for Salt Lake City because he's got
1: altitude sickness, flew yep. in Saturday morning and flew out Saturday
2: night. Yeah. Yeah, and people write that you know, he lives in New Mexico and and he should be used to it. Hey, look, you know, my wife's mother is a great lady and we used to go to Mammoth together on vacations and if if she came up into the altitude too quick, she she would have some troubles breathing maybe get a, a little bit of a bloody nose you know so so the doctor said you know hey Lydia you need to maybe spend the night in bishop before you just jump into the big altitude you know what i mean so she did that and then she was able to handle the rest of the days for us so you know if jason's got a problem um with that it's just it's it's it, it's just his metabolism so you can't you can't look at the guy personally it's not a personal attack and but he needs to deal with it as best he can and his team to make it happen because unfortunately you know when he goes to Colorado in the outdoors that's at altitude. When he goes to Salt Lake it's at altitude. You know, there are some events. Now not everything's uh, sea level. You know and he may and he may feel better living in SoCal, you know, that that uh maybe if he's getting older, you know, he's he's getting into his mid twenties that that maybe something doesn't gel with him, you know. And and that's Absolutely. too bad, but but uh But they true you know, when I, when, when I worked for Mike Bell, a lot of times he'd come in, there'd be blood all over the gas tank. And it would kinda of freak me out in the beginning, um, when we were together and I would be going, Gee, what the hell is that? You know, and 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 certain weather conditions, if it if it was exceedingly dry, it would affect the the pores inside his nose, whatever they call it in technical terms. But, uh, actually it's common in a lot of people. He would just get a bloody nose. It'd be all over his Jersey. I mean, you thought he got hit with a, with a bowling ball while he was riding on the track, but it was just, and, and he would always act like it wasn't a, 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 a worrisome thing. Cause you know, he just, he's just had it as a, you know, a young guy. And I don't know if he still does, but you know, sometimes you grow out of it, but, but, uh, Warren Reed used to sit on the starting gate uh, at various races and he would just throw up. He would just throw up. And then he'd go out and hole shot everybody. You know, why why Warren, I worked with Warren on Yamaha, why he didn't win some championships. I loved working with that guy. But it just, it just goes to show you that, that, uh, you know, everybody's got their little quirkies and, and, uh, um, but it still doesn't, you know, when the gate goes down, they still charge. So, Um, yeah, you know, I think that, uh, I think, I I don't know, I think that the season's been exciting and I think, I think the outdoors, uh, I think the yawn might be the 450 class because I think, I think I just got a lot of faith in Eli if he keeps it on two wheels. And I think if, you know, and it all depends what Dungy's doing, but I think, you know, you know I don't know anything. I just hear all these things, but it makes sense to me. you know. I hear he's building a house and he's doing all these things, and you know him and his wife, I think it's you know when I looked at just in his career, and i think I think he's made that pretty clear so um, and you know what he's earned that right remember when when Jeremy did supercross only and everybody was so negative, you know, and like when Chad's doing it now and then Wyndham I think. They earn the right to do that because I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. And if the public doesn't get it, it doesn't matter because no one in the public has been to their level ever. That's why they're the yeah. fans. You know, I got nothing but respect for Wyndham and the, the life he's built for himself and his family and what he's done. And he, and you know what? The guy walks. He's walking around. And, and Chad and, 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 and Ricky and some of these guys, when they call it, it's just... And even James now, if he's calling it in his own way, I'm not going to disrespect the guy, because I I got years in my own head that I can replay that that no one's ever been as close to the track with that guy outside of other guys in the sport with me that that had the pleasure of of standing so close or in the manager's tower and see what that guy did, because he taught everybody, just like McGrath did, just like Ricky Johnson did, or just like Bailey did. It's like Omera did, these guys, these guys, these guys brought something that furthered the sport, just like when I was around some of the best mechanics in the sport, and I would Xerox exactly what they were doing, because that's what you're, you're supposed to be a sponge, you know, it's, it's not, there's, but, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta figure out what works for you, if I see what a mechanic, hey, I like the way he safety wires that shit, I'm gonna try to do that, doesn't matter that I'm left-handed, and i i I'd, I'd probably ask more questions than i got answers for I still do i I'll top your ear off like I'm talking it off now it's just it's just perfect you know it it's uh you know it's a neat sport it's a good family deal and it's it's uh you know what's not dangerous you know I just turned sixty like I said I got a hip replacement it's just it's just from life you know and and whatever happens whether you're in the armed forces or a gymnast or a football player or You work at a library, carrying a lot of books. I mean, you know, you get in your late 40s, 50s, 60s, just, you know, everything you did in your earlier life kind of catches up with you. So you just got to, you know, live it as you can. And I I, I admire anybody that has a pro license, even if I don't like the guy. You know, everybody says three-digit guys or this and that. But I was never a three-digit guy. I worked for plenty of them. But I respect everybody that's got a pro license and has the nuts to get out there and try to qualify for an outdoor or an indoor. You know what I mean? Oh, and, totally, uh, absolutely. I only got as high as intermediate class. My parents weren't into it at all. Um, they were into other things. My my dad was a doctor, so for a son's uh, for a doctor's son to be riding dirt bikes was like unheard of. You know what I mean? Um, he oh, tried for to sure. talk me out of it, but but he still you know supported me from afar. But they'd rather I do other things like my other two brothers. But but so I respect all these guys, and I reared my own kid on a dirt bike, and it kept him out of trouble. And 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 you know a lot of the stuff he did too, good, bad, and sideways. And he's a good kid. He's a lead designer at Fast House, he, and he was at, at a big surf skate company, uh, snowboard clothing place. Now he's at a at a at a leading uh, manufacturer of, of motorcycling apparel. He loves it. It's ten minutes from the house, and you know he's 28 years old, and and I think he turned out all right with with all the dirt bike stuff, and a lot of my buddies' kids did. So, no, oh, you know what? And and uh, it'll be interesting, you know, it would, like we just saw Chad with his kids riding, or Josh Grant's kids riding. Maybe if Dungy pops out a couple kids, they'll they'll pick up the the Dungy situation. You know, he can certainly get a lot of pointers from his dad. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think that, that you know Eli wouldn't be Eli without his mom and dad, and and. And Chad wouldn't have been Chad without his parents. And even if it's a rocky road, you still got to get jump started by somebody. And, and I think that, uh, like you were saying, Sabachi and all these guys, you know, that the fans only get so close, you know, but if you really know these guys and see the struggles and how much the teams, you know, when my buddies used to travel with me in the box fan days during the trans they would freak out at what we would do to the bikes during the week you know we go from stem to stern rebuild everything you know now now the teams have suspension guys and engine guys and there's a lot more personnel but you know what the mechanics still work really hard they still bust their ass and the traveling is gnarly and just getting on a plane every week for a crew guy you know you're 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 risking your life every time you hop on a plane the travel for the athletes and the crews is just insane
1: you know yeah absolutely Every time you, oh, you're, you're totally right
2: you're you're around all the germs you're 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 you know these guys are in like and those guys are chad they're in florida with their trainers you're the guys in california everybody's knee deep monday through friday and then they fly out either thursday or friday or whatever depending where it is uh you know it's a strain getting on airplanes with air conditioning and all the germs of the world from all over the world and 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 like i said the 450 class it's 17 races you know i love when these talented guys do these videos and these exposés with the music and man it really makes me have goosebumps and gets my you know uh, my hair to stand up i mean all the teams i've been on the biggest turn on for me was opening ceremonies outside of winning the race i love their opening ceremonies you know I loved all the videos for all the guys. I mean, it would make your ha- hair stand up. Not just my guy or the guys on my team. Everybody. All these guys are bad dudes. You know, they when these guys fly into town, you know, they go to Canada and it's freezing ass cold. Or they go to Florida and it's hot and humid like Daytona and it's rougher than shit, you know. It's like, and and they throw down like they do. I mean, it's it's and and the crews you know just putting up the circus and taking down the circus, and then the week later you're putting up the circus and taking down the circus again, you know it's it's crazy, but oh. you know I loved it 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 becomes a part yeah. of you. you never really dread it. I guess the only thing I used to dread truthfully was uh I didn't like mud races per se, and I didn't like uh um, you know plane flights over the, uh, the Plane flights around the five-hour mark used to, or longer, drove me nuts. You know, I would, uh, I don't know, I I don't like window seats. I kind of got ants in my pants, but, you know, a cocktail and I'd be good
1: fair enough yeah you know, absolutely like I, people forget that the human body is not meant to uh uh soar at 30,000 feet especially not one that's uh, meant to uh be operating at at, at at as high a level as these well look at it this way gunji
2: yeah. and tomac were fighting tooth and nail it's salt lake up in the altitude and when i've been to salt lake before it's rained hailed and done it but it looked like the weather was great then They're in their own domain the next week. Eli goes to Colorado. Dunge flies home to Florida and trains his butt off or he goes to California. Then all of a sudden they fly hours across the country to New Jersey, right? Now they fly completely West again. And the uh, the poor truck drivers driving like spazzes. Now they got to go all the way to the West Coast when they were just there and uh, finish in Las Vegas. And Las Vegas could be hot, dry, and dusty. So... Um, you know, again, it's one thing for the crew to be miserable, you know, and to have these days when you want to put your finger down your throat. But again, if you're Ryan Dungy or you're Eli Tomac or Josh Grant or or Kenny Roxon or any of these guys that can mix it up, or like you were talking earlier with Smith and Savachi and Osborne, I mean, my God, I mean, Osborne had it and then he threw it away and now he's got it back again and look at what he's doing going into Las Vegas. I remember, you know, I, was, I worked at KTM twice, and I was there the first time when when Zach was just an eighty five kid. He was an eighty five pro kid developing their little KTM, and uh, and my my own son was riding eighty uh, fives, you know. But my son was like a novice speed, and and Zach was just a cool kid, and and I got friendly with him. I don't know if he remembers that, but we would chat in the in in, in the building, and he was just a nice kid. And it, it's neat seeing him. I followed him through his career in Europe and it's it's neat seeing him now, doing what he's doing, you know. Um and uh but now you got three guys like you said, you got they got one point and the two guys are tied, and it's unfortunately what happened to Sabachi. but again, he didn't do that on purpose, you know. It's it's uh you know, he had a miscue and he got up and his heart's pounding a million and he got adrenaline and, and blood, sweat and tears and oh my god, the championship and oops. He did what he did and, and the powers that be did what they did. And, uh, you know, but I don't point the finger at the, at, at the TLD guys or Tyler Keith uh, for making the protest. I would have done the same thing. I, I made a few, uh, arguments on Chad's behalf because you got to represent the fold when the, when the, when, when, when the fold, you know, when you can use the rule book to your advantage, why not? Why not? It's, it's, I mean, you got, you have to, but, but, uh, so no, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, this is just a run around Sue situation. There's not a right answer. I just think uh, this isn't as terrible as everybody makes it out to be. It's just, I think it'll sell a lot of tickets. You know, sure, there are those people yeah. that will be disgusted. I hate Dungey or I hate KTM or, or you know, Eli's an idiot. But you know, I would never have that much disrespect because I know. I know how hard it is just for those two guys to be in the top three. They should be proud of themselves because that, that in itself is a huge, you got suspension guys, engine guys travel, you're shipping engines every week and suspension. And this works one week and sucks the next week. and, 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 and how's your ego or how's your temperament or how's, you know, it's, it's crazy what goes on. It's, it's it's no different than a reality show or a Hollywood situation. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Absolutely, it's, it's, I totally agree. It, you know, and and when you see the entourage they have or or as they say the man friends, the sport has gotten yeah. to the level where you need that. You know, when I worked for Chad, I'd have to be a screen for him as much as I would want him to be involved with things. I'd have to be a screen to shield him from things. I wouldn't just give out his phone number or his email or or I couldn't just let anybody walk into the pit area. You know, you just, you, you kind of got to be, uh, uh, you know, almost a guard dog sometimes. And, you know, everybody wants a piece of the Roxans or the Dungies or the Tomacs. Every, you know, uh, a lot of the little kids or the old dogs want to be that guy or aspire to be that guy. And, and uh, like I said, you go to these races and you see the autograph lines and some of them are pretty insane. And it's just amazing. You know, they, they could be out there and miss their race, really. But, you know, so you got to... It, it's... Uh, I think the sport's come a long way, but it's still motorcycle racing, and it'll always have the stigma it has. But, you know, I've been a fan my whole life, and, uh, you know, it's it's just... Uh, I think it's a neat thing. I, I, lock, I, I watch a lot of other things, but I, I really gravitate towards sports I can kind of do myself. Um, and... Uh, you know, it, it, it's just been neat to have had, been through so many generations of, of guys, and, and now I sit back and watch it, you know, my wife and I'll tape it, and I, we fast forward the stuff I don't really care about, and, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I really want to watch the, the heats, the mains, and don't so much care about the LCQs, uh, no disrespect to the guys in it, but, but, uh, they'll get there, but, but, uh, you know, I don't like seeing all the commercials, obviously, but,
1: <laughs>
2: um, you know it's just uh, you know I haven't been to an event since 2-2 ended um, for just my own little reasons you know I, I my wife and I were looking after my folks uh, pretty hot and heavy and they, they're they both gone now maybe I'll go again but I but I have the attitude that I, I know what everybody puts into it on race day I'd rather go on a Friday I don't want to bother anybody you know what I mean I mean I've got a lot yeah. of uh, uh, pals there but you know what I mean there's uh, it's a limited opportunity for me, as, as far as even thinking to get back into it. You know, I'm, uh, there's not a whole lot of teams to go to, so I just kind of, I just kind of bowed out and I watch it from afar. And I stay in touch with some guys. Um, you know, if some guy with a big budget wants to give me a phone call, I'll talk to him. But, but you know, I mean, Chad Reed's deal was a once in a lifetime deal. It, it rivaled everything that a factory team was to me, and then some and probably even more some because Chad had the nuts to do whatever he wanted when he wanted to and how he wanted to like Jurassic park spared no expense. And it would either work or we, it would be a paperweight, but, but, um, but then I'd see that guy pull a win out of his hat. And again, it was the best feeling in the world and it made it all worth it. So, um, and those situations, you know, I mean, obviously he was a factory guy. I was a factory guy. Uh, most of the guys on my program, all the guys on my program, were factory-level guys and have been such. But when we were factory-private with him, it was a magical thing, truly a magical thing. And um, I can't think of another program that really has the freedom to do what we did as quickly as we did it. You know, I had a vendor base that, that was incredibly good with us and quick with us, and, and uh, you know, regardless of what people think of Chad, he's a phenomenal test rider for a lot of guys. So I think, you know, uh, a lot of these young guys coming up, obviously they don't have the depth of that. You know, you've heard over and over how particular Dungey is. Roger says it all the time. Um, but you know what? He's earned that right to be. So what if he's a pain in the ass? I don't really look at it that way. You know, um, it it makes it all worth it. You know, and it's not about spending the most money, but he will um, because he'll try that part and he'll make it if, if the mothership, just in the red tape, is it? And then he'll offer it to them, so um well, that's just how intense it is so, again, for the fans to they don't they don't really see what goes into it, you know um, but but uh, and I think most of the people on my side probably share the same opinion that it's just you gotta do you gotta fight that fire, man, you know. That's it. You that fight the fire, all, all hands on deck. That's what it's about. And and uh now I think, you know, for those guys to be again to be so close in that situation, just just you know says a lot about how high the level is. I don't think they need to do any NASCAR kind of rules. You know, sure if if, if they come off a yawner of a season. You know, hey, let's change the rules to make, let's put in some speed bumps or some alligators or, or let's mimic NASCAR the way they do that. Nah, no, I don't think so. I think, uh, you can't take the edge away. I think, I, I don't like some of those things. You know, I think, uh, it is what it is. Some years you'll have a hit. Some songwriters have a gold record and some don't. You know, I, I mean, it's just, it's just the way the season goes. I think, uh, you know, motocross is motocross, supercross is supercross, and I think, I think within reason, you you know, I, I think you still got to keep the fitness level there, so you got to work within the horsepower of the bikes and that with the track builders, but I think, like, I, I'm not a fan of these timed races now, I think that's kind of silly, um, yeah. but I think that's, you know, a lot of the rules as of late, it's all governed by TV, and I get that, um, but uh, I think sometimes it works out with this time stuff, and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Salt Lake, for example, if that wasn't a timed race, Eli might not have done that
1: right no yeah he i don't, i I don't think he had I don't think he led seven laps, so uh no, if that, that was I, twenty I,
2: lapper so yeah if that was if yeah. that was a twenty lapper he only would have got so far so so we wouldn't even be talking about the Marvin thing. You know what I mean? But yeah. you can't you exactly. can't predict. I mean um but no I'm not a fan of that. I hope I hope the powers that be look at that. You know, again, I think a two fifty race should be fifteen laps. I think a four fifty race is twenty laps. That's what those guys train for. Because if you have the 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 almost minute race course and then you have the forty the the low two. forty second lap time yeah. I mean, now wait a minute. That's that's crazy. You know well, that's these guys um, that's are
1: almost thirty percent longer of well but I mean look,
2: I've, I've been on teams you even measure the fuel you're running, you know what I mean? You're measuring yeah. the fuel you're running, so um you know the teams are all used to okay, I know that I know uh, Ryan Dungey runs this much ounces of fuel as opposed to Marvin as opposed to Eli as opposed to Josh Grant and their factory Cowie. now you're going to a situation where. Sure, after the practices earlier in the day, they have an idea what the lap times are going to be, but it completely throws off their math. You know what I mean?
1: Or, or even say for uh, an air suspension, you're, like you're figuring, oh, like uh, if we're going to have a change in in the the temperature of the whether it be uh, the nitrogen
2: or air. That's in, yeah, in, everything. I, uh, I just system, I don't like everything it. changes. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, I think. Dave, I think uh you know, if the same guys win in the marathon year in and year out, you just got to get some other guys coming up. I think. What are they going to start making marathon? I mean, no, it's twenty-six miles. I think. I think an outdoor is thirty plus two. You know, uh, I think. You know, when I used to race dirt bikes years ago, I ran three twenty-minute motos. That's unheard of now. The sport's much popular, much more popular. But now I'm not a fan of that. I think, uh, but no, I'm all for trying things. They tried it, but now you can look back on the 17-round series and go, well, you know, it worked here, it didn't work there. It worked here, it didn't work there. I think they'll talk to the team managers and and the TV people, and they'll all try to come with, up with some uh, response. But uh, my just from my experience, sometimes they're very slow to act on that stuff. That <laughs>
1: yep, they are, David. It's been a pleasure to have you on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Unfortunately, we've got to cut yep. this uh, a little bit short. But uh, no, that's good. Um, It that's just good means because I'm that, getting to uh, the
2: bad part of town where I might lose you. Perfect.
1: Well, uh, um, as, as I suspected, we're definitely gonna have to do a part two, and uh, okay. we'll, we'll arrange to, to, to do that in uh, in in a, in a few days' time, or even if it's uh, early next week, we'll get that done. But uh, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show to uh, g- uh, give your opinion and uh, and shed some light on these things because uh, it, it's you have an extremely educated opinion. You're a guy who's uh, been been through it all from every perspective, and, uh, and I really appreciate you giving. The time, man.
2: Thanks. Oh, I appreciate it. Again, it's just I'm just an opinion. I mean, uh people will agree, they won't agree and and uh it's nice just to run my mouth a little bit. I needed to get my my jaw needed to work out.
1: Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad I was I'll able talk to, to, you later. Uh, to 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 give that for you. Uh don't hang up just yet. Before okay. The podcast we will cut it off right there.